0: Cheryl NG is one of our most recent graduates, completing the Bachelor of Nutrition Science degree at the end of 2019. She has a strong interest in the food industry, with a background in hospitality, and has just secured herself as the research and development intern at the Health and Happiness Group, which includes the well known brand Swiss Wellness. We look forward to unpacking her process of starting as an undergraduate to now a full time employee and what the realities are when going through the job hunting process. Please welcome Cheryl. Hi Cheryl, welcome, how are you? Hi, I'm
1: good, thank you. How are you guys?
0: We're good, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. We're very excited to have you. And now with all our guests, we like to start off with some quick fire questions. So our first question is, are you a restaurant or home cooking kind of person? If so, what's your favorite dish
1: or place? Um, I'm definitely a home cooking kind of person. I cook a lot more than I go out and eat. Um, I also, I like I think this whole isolation, I've been cooking a lot of like two like of my most cooked dishes. I would say when it's like pretty cold, I would like to make like soup. So I love making anchovies broth Um, so as now like we're working from home so I just like you know putting on the stove and like making anchovy broth and then let it simmer down and then when it's time for dinner I just you know put in like I just use the broth and I just put in like noodles and um, vegetables and anything else that I like I like it because it's so versatile and it's just Mm. hearty for cold days but when I just want like a quick like lunch i would go for this korean style toast that i always do um it's just like a regular toast but i just make it um with like just you know bread ham cheese um eggs and like you know salad and veggies but Mm -hmm. i think what makes it korean is i add i add like korean pepper powder so Mm -hmm. that's the gochugaru that's what makes it spicy and i i just love spicy food and yeah I find it really quick and delicious and feeling and it just hits all like you know your essential food that mm. I've been making a lot now working from home you know um I just want something easy to make especially in, like during lunch hours yeah yeah
0: mm, sounds delicious <laughs> and our second question is what have you enjoyed most about isolation
1: oh it's it, it's been pretty difficult I would say of course but I think getting the morning walks every day um, and the slow mornings, I like that a lot. I get to wake up and just um, go for morning walks in the sun. Of course, it's better in the (laughs) sunshine. And then coming back, I just have a shower and then I have, um, yeah, something to eat and then I just sit down and do my work. And the flexible working hours, definitely. And the just... mm, I don't have to <laughs> public transport, I guess, because, mm-hmm. yeah, it takes a while to get to work, but just cutting that all out, it's also really,
2: really good.
0: Yeah. yeah. Nice way to start your day with a walk, isn't it? And our third question is, what have you been consuming recently? Either, either a book, a show, or an article?
1: Oh, I think I've been, I read a book, I read some books at the start but then I just got lost with that so I think I'm watching a lot of Netflix shows just Mm. to wind down at the end of the day I've been watching um like those you know love on the spectrum Mm. in matchmaking (laughs) really really interesting and Mm. um yeah those are the ones that I've just watched recently
0: And our fourth question is, what is one thing we can't find out about you online?
1: Uh, Yeah, I would say that I get pretty loud when I'm excited. And I don't think a lot of people know that until you meet me. Um, I know my friends, like, I've come across as, like, I get really loud, yeah, when I'm excited and they'll just be like, calm down, you know, (laughs) slow down and all that kind of stuff. So... Yeah, I think that's one thing that you will never find online about me. But
0: uh, and our final question is, what did you want to be when you were a child?
1: Uh, um, I actually wanted to be a gynecologist when I was mm-hmm. quite young. Um, yeah, this is gonna sound pretty weird, but when I was pretty young, I liked reading, well, more like looking at books with like you know pregnancy <laughs> photos and just babies and fetuses and I just loved reading about all of that I don't know it's just a pretty weird face but then I grew out of it and it just like I just realized that oh I don't think I can be a doctor and um yeah all that sort of stuff but that was a weird face it was
2: yeah
0: <laughs> no I think like when you are young every kind of well I can't say every, but some girls really want to be, you know, mum. So you're like, how does that all work? And it's really <laughs> good that are that proactive. Yeah. Um, when not quite sure, young. But <laughs> it's
1: a funny face. Like, I just realized, like, oh, why am I? I just like reading and looking through all the phases and that, like, oh, it's so interesting. And um, yeah, and then I don't know, but I still like reading and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was doing the health, in the Life, health across the lifespan subject, mm-hmm. I really also find the part where the Pregnancy, breastfeeding, mother's part, kind of interesting. So, what
0: did spark that interest um, in studying nutrition for you?
1: Yes, yeah, so I've been growing up a lot around food my whole life. I, when I look at it, my family had, we have like a family food trading business kind of thing and a lot of my cousins like we're all pretty close-knit a lot of my cousins they also grew up to be chefs so mm. you can imagine like we have family gatherings every week and back at Malaysia but we have family gatherings all the time and you know Christmas gatherings and all that and food is a really big part I guess of basically all of that family occasion and festivity so we have testing food sessions I love like you know we cook for the family like big family so I think it's a really natural pathway for me growing up to just go into food Mm. Um, and I just you know I wanted to study something about um, food and how it works in the body and how it just affects everything so yeah I think that's just how it all started.
0: Oh that's
2: so
0: nice. Did you study anything kind of before uh, the Bachelor of Nutrition Science um, which you did in 2017?
1: So before I, w- I transferred to Monash, I did a year in Melbourne Uni. I was doing Bachelor's of Science and kind of just looking to go into like a major in food science. So that was my initial, um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, my initial pathway. But then it was one of those moments that I was so, so, thankful it happened, but it was such like, I think a moment in my life that I just... Um, I guess really thankful it happened. So I remember that it was, um, swap back um, that year. Uh, it was the end of the year. It was swap back, and I was studying for this really tough chemistry test. It was an organic chemistry, like really really chemistry. And I find that um, I just couldn't understand it. You know, I was studying it during swap back. So, and then I think I just you know I describe it's like a, an epiphany. But I just basically suddenly thought like you know. I don't think I want to do this or I don't think I want to do this for something like my career or like, how am I supposed to, you know, understand this? And I don't think it fits, um, of, like what I want cause it's really science and lab and, you know, I don't know. But then I, um, just had this like sudden, uh, moment and I just went and like after the exam, I went and research on like other courses that actually, um, fit what I really want and then I found like Monash Nutrition I applied for it I went there and I think it was a very difficult moment in my life because it was transferring to another whole different course and I know some friends at that time were telling me like you know why like you want to do this just finish your degree and then go do some masters or something it's Mm. very common advice at that time and I think Mm. my parents also just like asked me to just finish up like, what you do now, and then just go on, but I don't know, at that time, I just was, it was difficult, but I guess I took a leap of faith, mm-hmm. and I trusted myself, I did all my research, I went and asked, and talked to people, and yeah, I just went for it, and the next year, I transferred, and it was, it was pretty funny, I, um, a few months into the course, I went back to Melbourne Uni, just to meet up, um, meet up with some friends, they actually said, like, I don't know, <laughs> but you looked, you look happier or you look um, mm. like you're actually enjoying it. And that really made me realize, like, um, you know, it matters that what you do and on your well-being, your happiness, like, um, you know, it can really show, like, um, whatever you do, it shows on, mm. like, you know, your well-being and all. So that, yeah, I feel happy after that, of course, that I took that step. So I guess it's really one of the really um, big moments in my life that I'm pretty, I'm really proud of.
0: Yeah. And good for you for like figuring that out and I guess following your gut. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, now you're, you're fulfilled in what you're doing. And I think that's a really important thing to, I think, keep in the back of the mind, even if things are challenging, sometimes it's challenging to the point where it's like too much, but then it's like also Things that are like good for you and yeah, lead you to where you want to
2: go. Yeah, so
1: yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm such like a huge advocate of also like being um, happy where you are. Finding like you know if you're not if you're not happy in that situation, you yeah, I have to do something about it. So yeah, that's what I try to do all this time and trying to find that um, also having good well-being. Like, am I going to be happy here or am I going to be happy there? Like that's mm.
0: what, yeah, that's that's really good. And during your degree, did you um, participate um, in any extracurricular activities? And um, yeah, what what did you kind of learn from that? And um, how important do you think they are?
1: Yeah, so when I was in Monash, I joined the Monash Student Associations. So I did like the Free Foot Mondays. I'm not sure if mm. they still have it. Yeah, I did a no. lot of one. Um, I also was a member of, was of the Monash Nutrition Society. I, and also when I was in Monash, I live in the city. So Melbourne Uni was really close to me at that time. So I decided mm-hmm. to actually join the Malaysian Society in melbourne uni as a committee so i was one of the activities officer there um yeah i was it was i just wanted to join something and monash was pretty far because i live in the city so then i just yeah went that way um so yeah that was that was really memorable and i was also one of the co-project directors for um like a startup uh competition in melbourne uni and other than that, I also did volunteering here and there when I was um, doing my degree. So I think I did like a barista neighbourhood um, volunteer role and some, I think I did one time, like a kitchen, soup kitchen from the Salvation Army. Um and a bit of other stuff (laughs) but yeah i find that it's all this is really really so important because it um for clubs and societies you know it it helps you develop your um accountability and leadership skills definitely Mm -hmm. and um for volunteering i guess it's so important because you kind of also develop all your communication skills, you know, respectful communications to like people from all walks of life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it makes you a better person because you you develop all these like compassionate skills, hospitality, mm-hmm. you know, selflessness. So mm-hmm. I think it's definitely like, the, I, it's so good to like do all these things um, besides the degree. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's important. <laughs>
0: yeah that's very true and during the degree as well what parts did you kind of enjoy and like thrive in and what parts did you struggle with
1: um, I think I really kind of I liked the foot law unit mm. and if I can remember I actually find like you know finding the faults in those products kind of like um, <laughs> challenging and I like that. Um, I also like the health across the lifespan subject because I think I just find it really relevant to, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're talking to people, so especially your family, your um, friends, you know, relatives and it's, yeah, I find that interesting to the different like stages of life. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and then in third year, I think I find the food sustainability one the food sustainably subject interesting because it talks about like the real world issues right now. And even though, you know, <laughs> I know we can't do a lot about it as nutritionists, mm-hmm. but it's a, a step into, you know, a first step into thinking about how we as nutritionists can um, kind of make an effect or do something mm-hmm. about it. And um, I think I struggle <laughs> with, mm-hmm the genetics and molecular subject. I think that's a third year subject, I don't remember. But yeah, I just find that a bit hard for me to, I guess, conceptualize because it's something very um, vague for me. Mm-hmm. I know it's like new and it's, um yeah, I don't know. I just find that I struggle with that one, like molecular stuff, I guess, mm. yeah. I find the more relevant things and more like real world issues kind of mm. easier to understand, but it's something that is far off. <laughs> I mm. couldn't. But yeah, it doesn't mean that it's not important. It is yeah, still very much. Mm. Yeah.
2: Just on just on that, Cheryl, if anyone say just for a bit of real life context, Tiana and I and all of the second years at the moment are in a very science heavy um, semester so we've got a biochemistry unit and a nutritional physiology mm-hmm. unit so if people are kind of finding that say students are really kind of struggling with that science kind of what advice would you give them for kind of that third year um, we talked a little bit about this before we got on so I thought I might just ask you um, mm-hmm. on the podcast as well.
1: Yeah um, so I would say second year is you will find that it's more hectic but don't worry because I feel that yeah you know definitely the more sciencey stuff is going to be um not significantly reduced but lesser because in third year we're doing more you're doing more of like um you know wider kind of spectrum so you're doing like public health you're doing a lot more um settings um a lot more like health sustainability, sustainability subjects. So that's definitely you know you get to apply all that knowledge. It's more application. So I would say that you know just push through a second year. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a lot, but in that year you get to you know apply them all, and uh, yeah, it, you know, there will be an like at the end of the channel. So I would say it's. A bit hectic now but don't worry because you get all that placement subjects in the third year you get to do all that fun stuff
0: <laughs> and speaking of which um you actually decided to graduate straight from the bachelor of nutrition science um after the third year um can you tell us why you decided to go into the workforce rather than continuing to study the dietetics masters
1: yeah so um for starters, I know that I like experiencing things as, um, like, more than just you know reading or like on the books. So, I think it was as my first step. It was really easy for me to just choose like the work placement subject. Um, in the year, I know that I just want to do that. Um, but oh, I had such, I had such an experience at like the end of last year so Mm -hmm. it was you know towards the end um, I just felt I think was one of the most anxious moments in my life because um, you know it was towards the end it was really difficult to see what I was doing next Um, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of a lot of students will feel that way Um, especially when I know all of my friends are going into master's so then, you know, they already have their path set for them. And I I I was the only one who just like, you know, still wasn't sure and I couldn't make make up my mind. It was really difficult. I think that three month or four month period I was, you know, was really um anxious. I was um I think a lot of like breaking down moments and all mm-hmm. that, but, um, yeah, it's good because it, it makes, I, I'm, I'm not just following like, you know, what other people do. So it's good that I have all that because then I actually, it pushed me to talk to people. You know, I talked to some people who actually um, went into industry or I talked to people who like, you know, different types of people. And I talked to friends and family. I, um, Um, I kind of also got the advice of just, you know, really sitting down and be honest with myself. So that's what I did. And when I weigh out everything, and I actually sat down and, you know, kind of see where I just be really honest with myself, I realized that, okay, I think I'm not the type to be in like the clinical setting. I know I like like a fast paced kind of challenging environment. And I know when I actually did that, like, you know, clearing up my mind and just actually be um, like that, I realized that I actually like the business world because uh, when I went into this course, I know that I, I want to do something business, but I kind of forgot about it and kind of, you know, it was all blurry because everyone in, the course was just like, oh, I'm going to be a dietitian. I'm going to be a dietitian. So everyone is just, you know, going that way. Mm -hmm. So I kind of forgot about that. Um, But this whole period kind of helped me clear things up and know that, okay, I also like to do something in business at the end of the day. So yeah, it was a lot of reflection, but then all these things kind of just helped me make my decision. And I know that um, you know, I'm just going to be happier starting in the workforce. So I just chose to go into the workforce. And um, yeah, I never regretted that. that and I feel that um, like an advice I would tell people is to just make like to do this, like sit down and just, you know, be honest with yourself and like, you know, what is important to you? Like, is family important to you? Is money important to you if it's like all these like different things. It's working in a healthcare clinic, um helping patients important to you. It's all that things that will help you make a decision. So I'll also like don't give in to peer pressure just because everyone is doing um dietetics doesn't mean you don't know, you need to. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's my take. And I feel like also on
2: that sometimes what seems simple is not easy like it I think mm-hmm. it's really you're given great advice because it really is a matter of, kind of being introspective and you know actually thinking about those things that we don't usually kind of think about maybe in our everyday lives of what you know what's actually important to us so thank mm-hmm. you for that mm-hmm. um that advice Upon graduating from the Bachelor of Nutrition Science last year, you gained a highly coveted role as a research and development intern at the Health and Happiness Group, which um, for our listeners includes a, a range of companies. Um, so how did you put yourself in uh, such a good position to, to, um, to gain this internship?
1: Yeah, so I will first talk about... The HH Group, or which I call the Health and Happiness Group, which is the global company that um, I'm working for. So it's this global company that um, it's like an overarching company that has had many brands under it. So originally it's called Biozyme, which is a Chinese premium infant nutrition brand, and then over the years it acquired like um, all these different brands so like Healthy Times which is a US baby food brand and then Swiss which is Australian the Australian vitamin um, multivitamin brand and then we have Dodie which is a French infant brand and then Good Goat which is also a French um, baby and child food brand Um, and most recently Aurelia which is a UK probiotic skincare brand so um, and recently I think 2017 then it just got renamed to the health and happiness group or the HH group. So yeah, so I, um, I guess you can say that this, you know, there's a range of health and wellness brands across the whole lifespan um, in this business. So yeah, that's HH group. Um, I guess before the interview, I did two interviews at Swiss actually. So one was the work placement subject in uni and the other one was the actual like internship program at So before interviews, I guess both, I can just say that before interview, I would research the company. I think this is just general advice you would do, you know, you research the company, you know what they are and just everything about them on LinkedIn, Facebook, and like, um, you know, websites. And uh, what I did was when I was researching, I try to also find one thing that I find interesting Um, when I read about them so it can be like a project can be like a program but find one thing that interests you because that I would use that in the interview um, like just to ask a question about that project that interests you because that shows interest right and um, I think other things I did was I also went for interview workshops in uni so in Monash there's those really free (laughs) yeah you should do it um, because I find that it helps me with like all those tips and like just um, structures of interviews. And there's this one thing I really really like, um, the STAR response they call it. So this um, it's situation, task, actions, and results. So basically, what you do is for like for every skill, um, for example, communication skill or problem solving skill, you prepare like. A, task, a star response to go into the interview so then you won't get like I guess panicked or when they ask so for example they'll be like uh, give me a time you problem solve and then you can just have one ready to go you know and what I do is also I get a cheat sheet to go into the interview so um, I think I heard that it looks good on you and it's definitely okay to have a note with you. So I would just write down all the things like just bullet points, you know, um, the the questions I want to ask about like just notes about yourself that you feel like you'll get nervous and just forget during the interview. Um, And then I think lastly, just be... Yourself and really just be honest because you know it will show in the interview, you know your character, your personality. So as long as you be you be yourself and be honest, you know if you're nervous, just just tell them, you know I haven't done an interview in a long time. I'm quite nervous, and they'll I think definitely you know a good company will know that you know they just they hire you for your talents, not like you know yeah how well you do it interview. Of course, it's important, but I guess they know that you're human you know
2: yeah
1: preparation
0: and for those who actually want to uh know more about Monash's how-to workshops is what um Cheryl was referring to uh look on the career gate website and they run those workshops pretty much every week
2: and just um just kind of expanding on that. So did you have to interview for your work placement or how did, like, how did that kind of come about in terms of being in year three, when our students get that opportunity to apply for a work placement? So yeah, how, how did that kind of process work in gaining such a great internship?
1: So I would say the process where we got our internships is first you have like expression of interest Um, I think your lecturers, they will tell you all the timelines and deadlines. So first we write expressions of interest. So that's why you want to do a work placement. And then when you get into the subject, then you have to do like a preference. Um, so I did like, what we did was we had to write, um, cover letters or six preferences, preference company, so that's a lot of cover letters, especially when you're trying to, you know, align each company to, you know, different um, criteria, so yeah, we wrote six, and then, you know, preferences, according to your preferences, and then um, they will, I think the lecturers will just send it all out to every company, and then whoever get back to you, they will let you know, and what I did was, yeah, I got like, I got the interview confirmation from swiss i actually got three back out of six so that was really good i got from swiss i got from lion drinks and i think it was dairy australia so i went for all of them and yeah um it was scary because that's you know first kind of sort of interview out of uni um so i i was i remember being really really nervous about that um and then went for Swiss, went for all of that. At the end, I got Swiss and I was, it was actually the one I wanted because I went there and I, I feel like, you know, I really like the culture and you know, It looks, you know, really exciting and it's a global company. So I feel like it would definitely be a lot to learn. And I feel like what helped me attain this internship like this actual internship was um, Doing that work placement that I did last year definitely helped because I know more, more about the company. And then I guess, oh yeah, I think also, I think my job experience in the hospitality field. So I had two years working um, part time in a restaurant. I think that helped because it helped me communicate. And I guess during the interview for the internship, I was being myself and doing all that things that I mentioned earlier. So. Uh, yeah I think that helped me a lot and I was really calm because I actually know the people I went into interview with because of the work placement so that Mm -hmm. helped me a lot.
2: It's really good to know just for students yeah that kind of um, how the work placement can help you when um, trying to land a graduate role. So thank you so much for walking us through that. I know students are always really interested in things like placement and how, how the placement process works. So it's good that they can listen to this and feel um, hopefully a little bit more prepared for what the process looks like. So kind of get leading on from that. So you did your placement last year and then now you successfully kind of landed this role as in a, this is a year internship. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about what a day in your life as an intern at um, H&H Group looks like? So, you know, which areas of the business have you been exposed to and which ones are you yet to discover?
1: Yes. So for this internship program, they do it like a rotation basis. So the first six months, I... I'm doing a clinical trials team and the next six months I'll be doing more on the science communications team they're both in the research and development um, area but yeah so for this six months I've just been doing a lot more on clinical trials um, so definitely a lot of the routine that I so I was I started in February and it was a month into being in the office and just starting to adjust And I guess the whole lockdown thing happened. So then um, work from home happened um, like in March until now. So I guess a lot of the routine that I would do is being impacted. So, but I would say a day in my life would look like, so in the morning I would have like meetings and catch ups with the team and or supervisors and mentors and just to, you know, gauge your workloads and, and your headspace and all that. And then I would go on to, after that, I would read like materials because it's an internship, So I still like, I'm still learning and, you know, expanding, <laughs> absorbing knowledge. So then I still do a lot of reading on like, currently I'm doing a lot of reading on um, the GCP practice, like good clinical practice, good um, manufacturing practice, like what protocols are, what protocols are what, a clinical monitoring plan is so. There's a lot of things to learn because clinical trials. Uh, I think I should mention. So clinical trials, um, like it is, um, a team where so they deal with all the studies that Swiss sponsors. So I guess to you know Swiss do these studies to kind of also. Uh, strengthen like scientific credibility of the product so yeah so that's the clinical trials team so then i would do all that and then you know you have your lunch and then after lunch i just like to do like more like administrative tasks more like filings. Um, and sometimes i would help with the research like to inform outcomes like protocols and project plans of the studies And sometimes I would help the science team, like the science communications team to, you know, inform new formulations, um, like doing my research to inform the new product development, or um, yeah, like sometimes just having meetings with other team members. So it's a lot, but I think these are just the things that goes by every like week, but it can, yeah, it can change, like every day is different. Um, Yeah, and I would say that we are also working on like an internship project right now. So that's where all the interns come together. So I think there's five or six of us. We come together for a project and basically it's good because you get like the interns from every different, it was all, we all come from different teams. So it's good because this project kind of brings it all, all together and we map out like how a product comes to life from science conception basically to consumer so yeah that's a really interesting project it's just started so i haven't had much but um yeah and i guess we watch areas of the business i've been exposed to i've been exposed to like marketing product development regulatory um teams yeah i think that's most of it now
2: Mm. And just, you said that there's five or six interns. So are they, like, did you get put in a specific
1: team and they are in other teams? Like, how, how does that work? Yeah, so we are on different teams. So I'm in the R&D area. So that's, I, I know one of them is in the product development team. I know the other one, were in the sales and marketing team. So all of the internships program, they are based on, like, this rotational basis. So... Um, sales and marketing so six months sales and six months marketing so and then i think there's another one in finance and another intern is in the supply chain so i think they just try to get a mix of everything and depends on the business as well like um do they have the capacity for an intern yeah so And they're from
2: a range of different degrees as well. It's not just, it's not five nutrition students, is
1: it? Uh, Yeah, definitely. No. So they are also from like a pharmacy background. They're from um, supply chain um, degree or um, finance degree. Yeah, it's all that different ones.
2: Mm, That must be really nice to be able to work with people, you know, new graduates have come from a range of different undergraduate degrees as well.
1: Yeah, definitely, because um, it also, if it, it's really nice to have, like, pers- people with the same kind of, in the same situation you're in. So we get to, like, start with each other. We learn with each other. We don't get, like, afraid because we're the only one there. Um, so, yeah, that was really nice. And mm-hmm. learning also um, from the VR background, um, yeah, it's really nice.
2: <laughs> it sounds like a very supportive learning environment which is what we all want in life um so in the six months of the internship that you've or it's over six months now i can't believe we're in august mm-hmm. um, what have been your biggest learning so far
1: well i think Definitely on a technical side of things, I learned so much about clinical studies and how it is planned from start to completion. That definitely is like something I will never learn <laughs> in nutrition. And in terms of personal development, I feel like um, I've grown so much as a person in just these six months. Because um, you know, not just starting a work life, but also um, adapting to this whole lockdown thing um, but in terms of work life I find that I've really grown in terms of communicating and expressing myself in you know in the professional way because you, you, it's, it's different when you're in uni and you can just you know talk to your peers and all that you I feel like there's a certain standard or certain professionalism that you have to you know learn and at the start and I'm still like learning every day but I think another thing is also I realized that you know you have to make opportunities happen for you in the workplace I'm not sure about like if you know you you work in a smaller company you know you get to do a lot but in such a global company a lot of things are going on everywhere you know if you don't put yourself in that position to to learn or see something, I guess it's really difficult because, you know, you're going to be, um, you know, left behind if you don't be proactive. So then I realised that, you know, you have to go and make opportunities happen for you. And another thing is also learning on the job. I had this, you know, um, I guess I felt also sometimes afraid that I don't know a lot and you know i'm still learning but i guess my supervisors and the team they've all been really really supportive and i they they told me that you know you're here to learn so then that really helped and i realized that you know you don't have to be perfect you don't have to know everything to you know start a job but you just have to be i guess willing to learn because that's a lot where a lot of people they learn on the job as well and you just have to be open-minded and just willing to be good and to be better day by day <laughs> and also I guess the most important thing is to be kind to yourself now um down of course it has been difficult like this few months like especially at the start but I have told myself a lot like to be kind to myself and you know everyone's feeling different things right now and I'm definitely um taking it one day at a time and yeah, finding also the routine. So, my morning walks has really helped me kind of stay grounded and to uh, um, yeah, finding that routine that suits you. But
2: yeah, it sounds like you've learned a lot in the past, um, the, you know, just over six months in this year. So, that is fantastic. And uh, in terms of kind of what kind of your perceptions were about perhaps. Um, not even Swiss, but just the supplement industry in general. Were there any misconceptions you had about the supplement industry before you entered it?
1: Um, so I guess before I entered it, I didn't really learn a lot about, like in the degree we kind of only only got the information that supplements there regulated differently from France, but we don't know exactly how. So I guess that's one of the main things for me. When I went into it, I learned a lot about, uh, when I went into Swiss, I mean, I learned so much about how supplements are regulated. So in Australia, supplements, they fall under the classification of complementary medicines and they are regulated by the TGA, which is the Therapeutic Goods Administration. And they're classified into three categories based on the level of risk post. So, I guess the like a lot, um, most Swiss products, they're all low risk products. So, which means that it has to just be listed on the ARTG, which, the, which is the Australian Register of Therapeutic Goods. It's, yeah, it's a lot of words, but um, yeah, and then you have your different like high risk high-risk medicines and your prescribed medicines. So that's definitely one of the biggest things I learned. And also, I guess, before I went into the industry, I always have this idea that um, it won't be a lot of nutritionists or dietitians in there, because I always hear things like, you know, a company having only one or two Dietitians in there. So when I went into Swiss, I actually realized like so many of them. That I think there's about like nine of nine dietitians total here. Yeah, and also there's a lot of different nutrition staff in different teams, um, and like naturopaths and a lot of different professionals. So I guess that surprised me as well.
2: Just to wrap up this section where do you plan to go from here are you can um, is has this internship excited you into um pursuing a your long-term career in the you know food supplement industry or would you like to gain experience in another area
1: well i definitely would say that i still want to learn as much as i can from this internship so i'm definitely still going to learn more um but also I feel like industry is just, there's so much more out there that I don't know of, So I would say, I just want to deepen my knowledge now. And there's this really interesting um, thing where I think after six months, you get to go to the business and maybe discuss like a permanent role offer. So I think that will be my next kind of direction going into it, um, yeah, for now. <laughs>
2: Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And that's yeah. I mean, it's fantastic that you've got this internship to you know have been exposed to so many areas. It just seems like such a great way to get into the workforce. So to wrap up for our final section, we're going to have you look back a bit and give some more mm. advice for students and graduates who may want to pursue a career as. Uh, as a nutritionist in the you know, food supplement industry. So from, you've given us a fantastic insight into your um, internship and her role at H&H Group. And yeah, we totally understand, you know, you're, it's, it's not necessarily, um, it's not like your role you've been working in for years and years. So, you know, when we ask you kind of just from your perspective of perhaps, from yeah, more of your inside perspective, um, as opposed to, say, when you were a student like us, how would you describe working in the food industry?
1: Well, I would say that this is a bit different from the food industry, so it's a supplement industry, so there, there will be some differences. Um, I know that a lot of food industry, they do more on like um, research on food products itself, but I've been doing a lot of research, I guess, on ingredients. Um, vitamins, minerals, supplements, supplemental kind of ingredients. So it's a bit different from what I thought would be I would be doing. But yeah, I think it's challenging. Um, of course, you know, internship, you're still learning. But I find that when I actually did like, you know, I guess going into like the highlights of like the career now, I feel like um, seeing this product get getting launched with such like a better health benefit or like improved beneficial ingredient is kind of cool (laughs) you know you and like i think you know helping to research into that ingredient and helping that come to life is i guess pretty exciting and you feel good because you actually that you did something to (laughs) make like the product healthier and yeah yeah it's something it's small but you know when I think about it it's you know making change and um yeah it's small but it's still cool when I think about it yeah
2: and just kind of um leading on from what you talked about before with the you know a misconception you had is that there weren't many nutrition professionals in the supplement industry but there are in fact you know nine and where you work what are the kinds of what what are their roles like what what do kind of more established nutrition professionals do um in yeah in say a company such as um h h group
1: yeah so definitely there's a lot dietitians in the r d area and um i would say i also heard like and met some uh, nutritionists dietitians from the like, the customer service team so those I guess it's really important as well because talking to customers you need people who knows about the products who knows how it works in the body and then there is also the education and sales team that I, I guess you know that's also obvious because when you go out and sell the product you educate customers or you educate healthcare professionals on the products you need to have a good nutritional knowledge of like how uh, an ingredient works in the body, what kind of benefits or, you know, symptoms or, you know, all that some sort of stuff. So I guess these are the different teams. And yeah, I think that's most of it.
2: <laughs> now, that's very comprehensive. And that's exciting that there are so many areas in you're such a huge global company for nutrition professionals. So that, that's awesome. Um, and I feel like I can kind of predict what you're going to say, but for any, because we've talked about this already, but for any, um, I just want to kind of reiterate, for any students who are really inspired by your path and want to go down, you know, want to perhaps graduate with the Bachelor of Nutrition Science, what are, you know, some things that they could perhaps do during their degree that would be, would be of use to them?
1: do things in uni not just not just study and go to classes but I would say do a lot of all the experience I I talked about earlier volunteering you know get a job do some casual work any sort of things join a society because that's where you can like also make connections I just feel like all these things you know just add up and just helped me so much in getting this role, basically, and making me who I am today. And um, I would also say, like, learn about different things other than nutrition degree. I remember, actually, I did subjects in like business subjects, so like marketing, accounting, economics, and like, you know, all that sort of stuff, also because I wanted to learn about them. But I feel like These are all things that can differentiate now because you know, you're like unis, they're pumping out like nutrition graduates, so like every year, but you know, you just have to like do all these things to differentiate yourself. What can you do to make you more desirable or employable in this company? And it helps with knowledge and making myself feel more confident i guess talking about subjects i feel like i get scared i don't know anything about something so i just mm. need to have all this like i want to have all this knowledge before i can talk about something so and then currently besides working um at this role i also try to do some other like courses and i've tried coding at the start but then that, mm. that didn't work so then i'm also reading some other, things are like investing and finance money, like all that kind of stuff that um, I guess it just helps because, you know, you're living this life and you're not only just working, so you still have to also better yourself, um, personal development and
2: all that. (laughs) And would you, for any students who are, you know, thinking about maybe not continuing on to further study, do you think that the work placement is perhaps the, of best option in terms of kind of at monash you've got a few choices in third year um yeah would you recommend the work placement
1: oh yeah definitely i would recommend the work placement if you're not already like sure that you want to do dietetics because if you're like i know some of my friends they're just so sure they want to do dietitians Mm. so they know that there's going to be a ton of work placements in the dietetics program so they know they don't need this but I guess if you're still on the fence, you should really try because it can show you what it's like in, it's just three, four months, but it can show you a lot and it can help with your decision because as I know, I got a lot of advice from the people there during my work placement. I made that opportunity. I just, you know, go all out and just ask a lot of questions <laughs> during that time. I made some good friends. Um, I also got some really good advice that I got from there. So, yeah, that was, I guess, the
2: best. Yeah, that's, you've definitely made me want to um, definitely think about doing the work placement. Um, And just to kind of um, summarise all of the, you know, put all of this together, can you give us a bit of an elevator pitch for why our listeners um, should consider pursuing a career in the supplement slash food industry?
1: Yeah. Um, So I think I have a lot to say, but I would just say that, you know, there's a lot more more companies coming up now that they're like, you know, attempting to adopt like a health and wellness positioning now that, you know, so many Mm -hmm. more consumers are health conscious, you know, it's, yeah, it's, there's a lot more. So I guess having nutritionists or dietitians around, is going to definitely assist like, you know, business in transforming, their products into better healthy ones and for you if you like fast-paced kind of challenging environments like it is definitely you know every day is different you get to do a lot of different things you learn from a lot of different professionals and you know making like a population healthier rather than opposed to just um, yeah in clinical settings like that is definitely still so like that's definitely noble but I feel like getting to affect change in like a more bigger population kind of role, really exciting. And that's, yeah, for me. Um, And also, you know, there's going to be so many more diverse health challenges coming up in the future, you know, so having a nutritionist or dietitian in a company, you know, it's better in the long run. Of course, it will help shape strategies and policies and yeah, I feel like it's, definitely a good thing for nutritionists to be in food industries and there's definitely a need I can I feel like it's going to be a lot more need coming yeah (laughs) well I guess I'm going into the food industry
2: now Charlotte (laughs) (laughs) I love this is my favorite question hands Mm. down it just everything just comes together and I'm just pulled in so many directions because Mm. every I think it just shows how passionate all of our guests have Mm. been about their respective um their respective fields so it's it's just Mm. fantastic that was I've really enjoyed that um Mm. and just to kind of wrap up this section what is one kind of bite or pearl of wisdom that you could give to current nutrition students and graduates and it doesn't it could be a skill it could be a quote it could be anything
1: (laughs) but i think i'll give like a model or quote that i always by. if you don't like the situation you're in do something about it um Mm. I guess you know it's just all over the years I just felt like you know why people like people just settle into things and get comfortable but I always think that if I don't like some like a certain situation I'm unhappy in this there's always choices I can make there's always something there is always something that I can do about it to change that situation and you know you have to be proactive you know don't be don't be reactive, I guess, about that. And yeah, it's just your happiness matters. So you just have to um, do something to find that. And yeah,
2: <laughs> I love that. And I think that's very kind of what you said is just so reflective of your journey, even into the degree. How you were doing a degree that wasn't, um, you know, lighting you off as much as <laughs> you thought you could. Um, mm-hmm. And you, yeah, I think that's just fantastic advice and so reflective of our conversation. So thank you. Mm -hmm. And just to wrap up, we always ask our guests the same two questions at the end to, uh, to close our conversation. The first being where do you see nutrition going in the future?
1: Yes. I think definitely a more personalized approach to nutrition is you know, it's the talk now, so I feel that is definitely, um, yeah, coming, but when I, I don't know, when I think about this question, I kind of imagine, like, a future where, you know, environments that are helping people to eat healthier, so I think about, like, more digital, more apps, there's going to be more, like, systems, or, like, for example, like, like, shopping experiences that will help people make healthier choices, you know, and also, like a healthier supply chain and I think like, you know, mindful eating and all that, just like the setting that is going to make healthy, like help people make healthier choices and healthier lifestyle and all that is going to be the future. I guess that's also influenced because I live with my brother now and he's just doing um like a PhD on mindful eating. So he's, on, he's more on like the innovative design kind of, Um, spectrum and so it just like I I guess I'm just like seeing all kinds of things that can happen in the future um, with like eating because he's doing mindful eating and I just realized that you know you can have like a digital thing like something on the skin to help you like be mindful when you're eating so I feel like wow you know Mm -hmm. there's actually so much things like digital things can do but yeah it's really exciting I'm not sure what I'll see but it's definitely going to be exciting.
2: Very exciting. I'd love yeah. to live in that world of very, yeah. Yeah, the future of nutrition. Yeah. And just to wrap up, our final question is, what is your next bite? So the next project that you're working on? Um, so
1: currently I'm still going to work with the CT team. There is like, I don't think there's like a, concrete project because we're still working on just like many different things at once so I'm just I guess I'm just going to continue deeper my knowledge and I think at the same time just the next direction I would do is to just go to the business and discuss about like the space for a permanent role (laughs) so that's what I'm looking forward to doing next Mm -hmm
2: well i think h and h group are very lucky to have Mm -hmm. you and it's just and we are so grateful that you joined our podcast today and i think you've just given such um such practical advice but it's been it's very evident how much you've taken initiative in your whole experience as a student and as a graduate so thank you so much cheryl